Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, January 8th, and we start with local news. Murray County Public Schools Superintendent Lisa Ventura proudly announced that Mike, Mr. Mike Kennard as the appointed principal of the latest addition to Murray County Schools, Battle Creek High School, during the school board meeting held on January 2nd. Battle Creek High School, located at 130 Battle Creek Way in Spring Hill, is set to welcome 9th and 10th grade students for the 2024-2025 school year. The school has approximately a 2,000 student capacity and occupies 300,000 square feet on a spacious 50-acre campus. For more information, please visit the school's website at murrayk12.org forward slash bchs. Mike Kennard is a 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School. Kennard received his Bachelor of Science and Master's in Curriculum and Instruction from Fried Hardeman University and Educational Specialist in Educational Leadership, focusing on brain-based instruction from Nova Southeastern University. Kennard started his education career as an English teacher in Lewis County and later became principal at Harpeth High School. In 2013, Kennard joined Murray County Schools as assistant principal at Spring Hill Middle School and in 2019 moved to Battle Creek Middle School as assistant principal. In 2021, Kennard became principal at Battle Creek Middle School. Expressing his gratitude, Mr. Kennard remarked, I am sincerely thankful to Superintendent Ventura for entrusting me with the opportunity to serve as the principal of Battle Creek High School. The establishment of this new school marks an exhilarating chapter for Murray County Schools and the local community. I am truly humbled to collaborate with everyone who has contributed to the realization of this endeavor. Having been a part of Battle Creek Middle School since its inception in 2019, I eagerly anticipate continuing my service to the families and students, witnessing their growth and supporting their academic, athletic, and personal pursuits, he said. Superintendent Venture, I am extremely proud and excited to name Mr. Mike Kennard as the principal of Battle Creek High Mr. Kennard has the experience and expertise to make high-quality academic, athletic, and extracurricular programs at our new high school. He has high expectations for staff and students and has worked tirelessly to see Battle Creek Middle School achieve great success. Battle Creek Middle School, as designated by the Tennessee Department of Education, boasts a B letter grade, a level 5 in growth, and high-quality athletic programs. I am confident that under his leadership, Battle Creek High School will flourish. Murray County Public Schools eagerly awaits Mr. Kennard's positive impact on Battle Creek High School, fostering a culture of growth, achievement, and success for students and staff alike. Lawrence County Fire and Rescue said units were dispatched to a report of a fully involved residential structure fire in the Gandhi Fire District, more specifically in the 200 block of Mount Lebanon Road, shortly after 8 a.m. on Saturday, January 6th. When the first crews arrived, they said they found heavy wind-driven fire conditions, so an extra tanker and manpower from the Lawrence Fire Department responded to the scene. According to officials, personnel launched an aggressive attack against the blaze and dragged one vehicle away from the home. Since the scene was in an area with no municipal water supply for fire suppression, Lawrence County Fire and Rescue said tankers shuttled water from a 
power fill site a few miles away, which was set up by crew members at Stribling Road and Granddaddy Road. First responders brought the blaze under control, but they said the fire continued smoldering throughout the day and next night. There are no reports of injuries resulting from the blaze. Meanwhile, investigators are still working to determine the cause of the incident. Fire officials stated that the house was ruled a total loss following the fire, along with two vehicles and a side-by-side. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family as they deal with the loss of their property and personal items this morning, Lawrence County Fire and Rescue wrote on Facebook. An investigation by state special agents with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation Medicaid Fraud Control Division into money missing from accounts of home care patients has resulted in the indictment and arrest of a Columbia woman. In June of 2023, after receiving referrals from Adult Protective Services, TBI agents initiated an investigation into an allegation that a caregiver for several home care patients in Murray County were using the victim's debit cards to make fraudulent personal charges on an online gambling site. The investigation identified Cynthia Dobbins as the caregiver responsible for the theft from the victim's accounts. On December 14th of 2023, the Murray County Grand Jury returned indictments charging Cynthia Taylor Dobbins with four counts of financial exploitation of an elderly, vulnerable adult and four counts of theft of $1,000 or less. Dobbins turned herself in at the Murray County Sheriff's Office on December 29th and was released after posting a $10,000 bond. Following the announcement of a new president and CEO, Columbia Power and Water Systems continues with three more leadership appointments. Ashley Maddox has been named Executive Vice President of Administration and Chief Financial Officer. Glenn Jernigan has been named Executive Vice President of Technology. And Richard Kelly has been named Executive Vice President of Operations. Between Ashley, Glenn, and Richard, we have assembled an experienced team of passionate and incredibly talented leaders who have become vital members of the CPWS team as our service territory continues to rapidly expand, said Jonathan Hardin, president and CEO of CPWS. I'm incredibly grateful for them and all of their 154 employees who have a combined 1,870 years of service at CPWS. We have the best team in the business, and I'm honored to be working alongside each of them as they serve our community every day by keeping the lights on, the water flowing, and the internet connected, he said. Maddox is a longtime employee of CPWS and in her new role will lead all aspects of CPWS's financial operations, customer service and billing operations, and oversight of other administrative functions. Jernigan, who joined CPWS over 15 years ago and established the broadband service at CPWS, will lead CPWS's Information Technology Department in his new role. Kelly, who joined CPWS in 2021, will continue to oversee power and water operations for CPWS, including partnering closely with Harden and others on the expansion of CPWS's water treatment facilities and power operations to provide excellent service to their customers. CPWS also wants to recognize Ryan Massey, who was recently promoted to Vice President of Power Operations after moving up at CPWS for over 20 years, and Amy Hull, who was recently hired as Vice President of Human Resources and comes to CPWS with over 20 years of progressive HR leadership experience. Other recent promotions at CPWS include Jenny King, promoted to Director of Customer Service, Robin Dixon, promoted to Director of Accounting, 
Brad Tebbin, promoted to Director of Broadband Operations, Shane Andrews, promoted to Director of Water Distribution, and Tom Lunn, promoted to Director of Water Production. These directors bring a wealth of knowledge to their new roles with over 100 years of combined experience and service at CPWS between them. As Blood Assurance prepares for the new year, the Community Blood Center is asking residents to donate the gift of life to close out the season of giving. Entering last week, the nonprofit was in critical need of all blood types, especially O-positive and O-negative blood. Additionally, platelet donations are urgently needed. December and January are always detrimental for Columbia, I'm sorry, for community blood centers due to holiday travel, frigid weather, and illnesses such as the flu, according to J.B. Gaskin, CEO of Blood Assurance. Blood Assurance has faced some enormous challenges in the weeks leading up to the new year, including supplying a large quantity of additional blood units to hospitals in Middle Tennessee, treating patients with injuries sustained during the deadly tornadoes. The call for donations comes on the heels of National Blood Donor Month. The month of January marks the 54th anniversary of National Blood Donor Month. Enacted in January of 1970 by President Richard Nixon, the proclamation pays tribute to voluntary blood donors while encouraging new donors to give the gift of life. Our nonprofit is still experiencing one of the largest shortages we've seen in five decades, said Gaskins. We hope our community understands the importance of donating before, during, and after National Blood Donor Month by recognizing that blood isn't something that can be manufactured. A single blood donation can save three lives. Donors can give back by scheduling an appointment at www.bloodassurance.org forward slash schedule calling 1-800-962-0628 or by texting the word BAGIVE to the number 999-777. Columbia State Community College will host virtual Tennessee Reconnect information sessions in January. Tennessee Reconnect is a last-dollar scholarship that provides free tuition for adults to attend a community college. The initiative is designed to help adults enter college to gain new skills, advance in the workplace, and fulfill lifelong dreams of completing a degree or credential. Tennessee Reconnect provides a wonderful opportunity for eligible adult learners to attend Columbia State tuition-free, said Joni Allison, Columbia State Coordinator of Adult Student Services. We offer multiple information session dates each month to allow easy access for prospective students who would like to begin or return to college, she said. To be eligible for Tennessee Reconnect, students must meet the following requirements. They should not have already earned an associate or bachelor's degree. They should have been a Tennessee resident for at least one year. Complete a free application for federal student aid and be determined as an independent student be admitted to Columbia State and enroll in a degree or certificate program, and must attend at least part-time, meaning six credit hours. The next information session will take place on January 8th from 6 to 7 p.m., the next after that on January 11th from 2 to 3 p.m. To view the full list of steps to apply or to sign up for an information session, please visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash reconnect. Murray County government has been awarded a $5,000 matching grant from the South Central Tennessee Development District. The Arts Build Communities, or ABC, grant will help the county commemorate the historic Murray County Courthouse as it celebrates 120 years of service to the community in 2024. 
The grant will fund a community juried art competition open to Murray County citizens of all ages. According to a press release, the theme will focus on what does the courthouse represent to its citizens. Citizens are invited to use their artistic abilities to design an original piece of art, all genres are welcome, that interprets what the Murray County Courthouse means. The Murray County Courthouse is an iconic and historic structure for the state of Tennessee. Built by local architect J.E.R. Carpenter before he went on to great fame as one of the leading architects of luxury high-rise living in New York City, this building has been the central focus of Murray County since it was built in 1904. It symbolizes much to the community. This grant is a wonderful opportunity to allow the citizens of the county to interpret and express what the building represents. The contest will start with a commemoration ceremony honoring the courthouse, which will include a proclamation by Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt, followed by an overview focusing on the history of the Murray County Courthouse by me, Tom Price, starting at 4 p.m. this Thursday, January 11th. Murray County citizens will have from January 11th to March 22nd to submit their artwork to the Murray County Archives temporary location at 1446 Oak Springs Drive, Suite 100. Art will be juried by four age categories, in four age categories rather, elementary school, secondary school, high school, and adults ages 18 and over. Prizes will be awarded for first, second, and third place for each category, and one grand prize winner will be announced during Mule Day on April 6th. Rules for artist submissions include that artwork must all be original. All art intended for wall mounting, such as drawings and paintings in the 18-plus category, must be submitted in a frame and wired for hanging. All submitted art must be accompanied by a card with the artist's name, contact information, category, title, and medium, and all art must be submitted by 3 p.m. on Friday, March 22nd. Art will be juried by five esteemed artists, which include local photographers Sarah Gillum and Ross Janes, as well as painters James Spearman and Margaret Warfield, and sculptor Jennifer Grisham. The winning submissions will be displayed at the courthouse during the 2024 Mule Day festivities. All submitted artwork will be placed on display at the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College from May 13th through June 14th. The exhibit will open with a gallery reception on May 13th. For more information about the contest, contact the Murray County Archives at 931-375-1500. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today that will increase throughout the day. We will see windier conditions with rain showers developing late. The high will be 52 degrees with winds out of the southeast at 20 to 30 miles per hour with gusts over 40 miles per hour expected. There's a 30% chance of rain today. Tonight, we can expect more clouds and wind with periods of rain. The low will be 43 degrees with winds out of the south-southeast at 20 to 30 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 100%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. 
And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Bank with First Farmers and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Hi, this is George Ross with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. 
your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because He changed mine. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. A panel on judicial appointments named three finalists Thursday for an upcoming vacancy on the Tennessee Supreme Court. The Governor's Council for Judicial Appointments selected Shelby County Circuit Court Judge Mary L. Wagner and Court of Criminal Appeals Judges Camille R. McMullen and J. Ross Dyer as the finalists from a pool of six applicants after holding public interviews, the Tennessee Administrative Office of the Courts announced. Governor Bill Lee will then make a nomination for the seat, subject to confirmation by the Tennessee General Assembly. The new justice will take Justice Roger A. Page's seat on the five-member court after his retirement on August 31st of 2024. Under a 2014 amendment to the state constitution, a governor makes the appointments to the Tennessee Supreme Court, which then require legislative approval. Justices then face retention elections every eight years. This will mark Lee's third appointment to the court. Here's more on the three finalists. Mary Wagner, 39, has served as circuit court judge for the state's 13th Judicial District, which covers Shelby County, since 2016. First appointed by Governor Bill Haslam to fill the seat after her predecessor's retirement, Wagner was selected to the seat in 2018 and re-elected four years later. She handles exclusively civil cases. According to her application for the Supreme Court seat, Wagner has lived in Tennessee her whole life. Aside from attending the University of Colorado at Boulder from 2003 to 2006, where she studied political science. She earned her law degree from the University of Memphis, Cecil C. Humphreys School of Law, where she graduated fourth in her class. Before becoming a judge, Wagner worked at Memphis fir firm Rice, Amundsen and Caperton, where she mainly handled family law personal injury, and commercial disputes, according to her application. Wagner is a member of the Memphis chapter of the Federalist Society, a conservative legal organization. She received the Chancellor Charles A. Round Memorial Award for Outstanding Judge of the Year from the Young Lawyers Division of the Memphis Bar Association in 2019. Camille R. McMullen, 52, was appointed by Governor Phil Bredesen to the Tennessee Court of Criminal Appeals in 2008. In June of 2023, the court elected McMullen as its presiding judge, making her the first woman and first African-American to lead the 12-member court. McMullen earned her law degree from the University of Tennessee at Knoxville in 1996 after attending Austin Peay State University from 1989 until 1993, where she studied political science and was elected student government president in her senior year. Prior to becoming a judge, McMullen was a prosecutor at the state and federal level for 11 years. While an assistant district attorney in Memphis, McMullen was the lead prosecutor in the 1999 through 2000 high-profile cases involving the deaths of two children of daycare centers in Memphis, according to her application. McMullen prosecuted white-collar, firearms, drug, economic, and fraud-related cases while working for seven years as an assistant U.S. attorney in Memphis.
J. Ross Dyer, 51, has once before been tapped to fill a seat left by Page, the Supreme Court justice retiring in August. Haslam appointed Dyer to the Tennessee Court of Criminal Appeals in 2016 after Page was selected for the state's highest court. Dyer earned his law degree from Sanford University's Cumberland School of Law in 1998 after graduating from Millsaps College in 1995 with a degree in business administration. After graduating from law school, Dyer worked with the Tennessee Attorney General's office representing the state in criminal appeals. In 2004, he was named the manager of the Memphis office of the Attorney General's office, which he held in 2014. From 2014 to 2016, Dyer served as the county attorney for Shelby County. A mainstay on 2nd Avenue in Nashville has just closed its doors. The Wild Horse Saloon announced on social media. Since 1994, Wild Horse Saloon has been a beacon of Nashville's vibrant music scene. We're excited to announce that 2024 marks the beginning of a new chapter for this iconic venue. As we step into this progressing, I'm sorry, promising era, let's raise a glass to the past and toast to the brilliant future ahead. Our heartfelt thanks to patrons, artists, staff, and everyone who contributed to making Wild Horse Saloon the legend it is today. We extend our deepest gratitude to all who graced our stage, danced on our dance floor, and sang along to the music, they wrote. It was previously announced that Wild Horse will rebrand as Luke Combs' bar called Hurricane. The multi-purpose entertainment venue will feature 69,000 square feet a 69,000-square-foot complex with an indoor-outdoor capacity of nearly 3,200 people and will be customized to reflect Combs' passion for music, songwriting, whiskey, and sports into a new Nashville experience. The new experience is projected to open in the summer of 2024. While the initial information did not say what month of the summer it might welcome guests, however, it would make sense that they would want to be open for CMA Fest in June. The state of Tennessee spent 43% of the state sales tax on education last fiscal year, and 56 cents of every dollar of state and local sales tax went to education in that same span. Sales tax accounts for most of both state and local tax collections in Tennessee. The state collected $13.8 billion in sales tax of the $2022 billion it collected. There was $4.3 billion in local sales tax collected out of nearly $4.7 billion in total collections over that same span, according to the Tennessee Department of Revenue's annual report. Tennessee's tax and fee collections were up from $20.9 billion in fiscal year 2022, while sales and use taxes increased from $12.8 billion collected that year. For every $1 of sales tax collected overall in the state, $0.56 goes to education, with $0.28 to the state's general fund and $0.16 to local governments. That's $7.8 billion of the total $18.1 billion going to education, with $5.1 billion for Tennessee's general fund, $4.2 billion for counties, and $666.8 million going to the city it is collected in. Another $104.1 million goes to Tourism Development Zone tax captures, $18.4 million to the Border Region Tourist Development Zone near East Ridge, and $1.2 million to a special zone. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Looking for a physician? Choosing a healthcare provider for your family is one of the most important decisions you will make. Murray Regional Medical Group delivers primary care for individuals of all ages from newborns to adults and has an array of specialists ranging from endocrinologists to urologists. With locations in Murray, Lewis, Marshall, and Wayne counties, our experienced team can provide you with quality care close to home. For more information, visit murrayregionalmedicalgroup.com. Murray Regional Medical Group. Your health is our primary care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. The Duck River Trail Run 5K and 15K will take place on Saturday, March 30th, along the scenic trails of Chickasaw Trace Park, located just northwest of the city of Columbia. Net proceeds from this event benefit Murray County Parks and Recreation and efforts to continue the preservation and care of Chickasaw Trace Park, which provides a quality place for families and individuals to gather and recreate. The event will take place at Chickasaw Trace Park at 1419 New Highway 7 in Columbia. Pre-registration is $27 for the 5K, $32 for the 15K. You can register by going to www.duckrivertrailrun.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.